The Cups and Cakes Network presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded on March 4th, 2020. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. On this episode of Inside the Artist Studio, I talked to Steve from Nature Of about the band's brand new LP, The Mean. The record was recorded right here in Edmonton at McEwen University's new recording studios at Allard Hall, and Steve and I chatted in a classroom just a few doors down from where they laid down most of the bed tracks for the album. We covered the process of making the record from the circumstances that led to them recording with Paul Johnston and Marcus Paquin, who's known for his work with The National, and then took a few detours in the rapid fire to talk about the sleek lines on the 92 Toyota Corolla. Here's Steve. Um, hey, this is Steve from Nature Of. And here in Cups and Cakes. Is that, do I need to? Hey, I no, you don't really okay. need to do anything. <laughs> we're, we're, at, uh, we're, we're in the old bass ensemble room here at McEwen. Uh, I guess the easiest in right off the bat. You guys recorded your record here, right? The latest? We did. We did. Uh, we recorded um, uh, a, lot of, a lot of drums. We did a lot of the bed tracks here. Oh, okay. Did you guys so, use other spaces too? Um, yeah, so... Um, we we kind of came came into it with um, you know, demos that were done at my place, um, yeah, and they were the demos had like sloppy drums and uh, just like yeah sloppy piano recordings all that kind of stuff. But they were you know the songs were mostly spelled out, um, and then Cam like record like just basically just like snow plowed through like all the crappy drums and. <laughs> you know, worked his yeah. magic on, on, and that was, the majority of the focus here was just nailing down the drums for sure. Yeah. So that was a couple of years ago now, I guess, that you guys recorded that, <laughs> yeah. and it came out just a few weeks ago. How are you feeling about it now that you're kind of like a few weeks out? Uh, it's, you, f- you feel pretty far removed, uh, you know, by the time um, the process of like, releasing a record is done you're just like yeah you don't want to think about anything to do with the record really <laughs> i find i find i'm that way where it's like yeah, yeah it's just like exhausting to think about really but um i i i really enjoy um the songs still which is like odd i i don't uh, they don't generally last super long for me you just kind of like work on them till you hate them almost right um but yeah i I don't know, I feel pretty content with things still and I can't really say the same for like all our work. Like I feel like it yeah, it just fades or whatever. Yeah. What do you what do you think's different about this one that it kinda like sticks around longer for you? Um I wanna say that it like took longer, but I I I don't think that's the case. I feel like maybe the taking longer actually like maybe subtracted from stuff but uh, I don't know I feel like we've just been we've been kind of plugging away and writing songs for like a fair amount of years now like 
the point where I'm like starting to get embarrassed about how many years it is. <laughs> like I don't know. I feel like like Cole and I have been writing songs together for like nine years, probably or eight years, maybe longer. Yeah. So good chunk of time. Anyways, yeah. Sorry, man. I'm, I don't know if I'm veering too far oh, from no, the question no here, because uh, <laughs> I mean, too, if the recording is like two years ago, you guys must have had those songs like mostly written even like a while before that. Then. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was, yeah, they were, I mean, it not everything was complete on the record going into the recording. Like, it was <laughs> like, you know, maybe 60, 70% of it was, was kind of finished, and then there was, like, quite a few songs that, like, needed whatever it was, like, arrangement shifting and, like, part um, addition, subtraction, that kind of thing. Right. Uh... So, and who'd you guys record it with here? Um, we recorded it with Paul Johnston and with Marcus Paquin. Um, Paul was like the always there kind of thing, like right. like engineer slash producer for sure. Um, and uh, so he was like always around, like the tones for like drums and everything going straight in. Like overdubbing to that was... was um, was awesome because it was just like it didn't really need mixing like it was yeah, yeah. it just sounded great going <laughs> so that was like the first time that we've had that like where, where the mix didn't need like a lot like right not not I shouldn't say that like we we just like I feel like we worked more on like drum sounds before whereas this one just felt like really quick gotcha. and we just like landed on a sound we liked was there a lot of uh, like Marcus and Paul then like helping to refine like arrangements or like the twenty or thirty percent of the stuff that wasn't kind of locked in before you started? For sure, like we we were kind of like um, we were talking about the songs um, like bef structurally before they were like super nailed down. Um, also, like Marcus, like Marcus mixed the record, um, so. There was also like a song where he just like fully pulled like a an arrangement shift like in the mix, and I had no oh, okay. idea it was coming, and it was just like awesome. Like yeah, he yeah. added a chorus at the end and kind of made this, um, yeah, made this really nice like breakdown part. Anyways, and that was just like a, a thing he did, and we ended up loving and like didn't touch after that. Gotcha. Um, uh, to end, yeah. Back to your question, though. I mean, as far as um, like adjusting arrangements and stuff like that, um, yeah, we did a, a fair amount of that like before recording. I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you and Colton do most of the writing together. Yeah, like um, for this one, uh, it was a little little bit different. Like this one, um, I kind of wrote most of the demo, like a. I did a lot of the writing of the demos, like for this one was was mostly me. Okay. Um, the other records have kind of been different, but this one, uh, we kind of, uh, um, we won this contest with Ben River. All right. And then the, the thing, um, yeah, like required us to have like the, a record and, and I had, uh, had these songs kind of, you know, a bunch of songs kind of ready to go. And like so the, we kind of, yeah, we kind of talked about it and then like worked on them as a band, oh, okay. and, and then got them a little bit more, um, yeah, I guess ready for the studio or whatever. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, worth taking a sec then. Who who all is the band? So uh, the band is myself um, and uh, Cole Switzer, um, Kyla Rankin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you're looking at your list. Like she's not on my list. Sorry. Um, Kyla Rankin and Cameron O'Neill. Gotcha. So it's like yeah, us us four again. Gotcha, and that's been going since 20... I mean, I, I have the first record out in 2014, but I imagine you guys have played for a while before that too, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and the yeah, the lineup has been kind of... Um, over the years has been like, you know, a bit of a rotating door. I don't want to say that it's, you know, we're not like broken social scene or anything, but it's yeah, like yeah. there's been a few people that have like come and gone just because it's been around a while. and For sure. Yeah, people move away, all that kind of stuff. We're still in Edmonton, so <laughs> there's there's a good reason to not be in nature. Of. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I love Edmonton. <laughs> oh man. Out of curiosity, have you ever thought of like, I mean, not being in Edmonton? I'm, I'm yeah. always curious because like I think there are substantial benefits to this not being the place that a band chooses to like pursue oh, for a career, sure. but. For sure, um, I think there's a lot of people who are like really dedicated to staying here and really. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, have you ever thought about not doing this here? Um, I ha- I have, yeah. Um, but we like Edmonton's just been. I really have no complaints as far as like a city goes. Like, a, if you can put up with like the 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 crippling winter, I think you're <laughs> you're pretty much good to go. Like the summers are incredible. Um, I know this is like not at all answering your question, but um, I'm just totally just trying to sell people that I love Edmonton. I do love Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> geez. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely think about that. I, I think Edmonton is just—it's difficult. Just, I mean, just for touring, really, it's like kind of in an awkward spot a bit. Right. But so is like most of Canada. So I mean, there's you know. Yeah. And the internet you have there's accessibility to kind of everything now so you're not it's not you can't really use location as an excuse anymore i don't think right that makes sense i don't think i think (laughs) i feel like people still do but it's um i don't know you can you can kind of get yourself out out there i think from anywhere uh is everybody in the band like originally from edmonton too yeah yeah like i mean uh kyla uh, she grew up on on Vancouver Island, but she uh, spent most of her um, youth here, and, and I think I think all of us are that way. Yeah, Cam's Cam's Edmonton, and then Cole and I are, are uh, Sherwood Park. Gotcha. Kyla's also Kyle's, Kyla also went to Sherwood Sherwood Park uh, or school in Sherwood Park. Sorry, um, but we're all like, yeah, I'll live in Edmonton now. Gotcha. Yeah. What what's what's it like? Like going from Sherwood Park to Edmonton, like in terms of growing up in one place, coming to the other, just like. Um, well, I, I guess I, I, I mean, the only real shift I made was just like moving to like, the, I guess like the White Ave area, like. Right. But but that's like, I don't know that it didn't really change too much for me. Like, I yeah. feel like in Sherwood Park, it's you're still like going to Edmonton to do yeah, things. Yeah, because it's like so basically it's like, the same place, right? Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. Uh, it's an interesting place. It's, it's <laughs> Sherwood Park's like a giant bubble. It's funny. How so? Like, um, 
how so I love that this uh, <laughs> you know exactly how I love it ah, um, <laughs> yeah Shore Park is uh, I, I feel like um, there's a lot of there's a consistent attitude uh, and it's not it's not a negative attitude but it's it's like it's kind of it feels insular there and, and right. you know I didn't necessarily enjoy that growing up I feel like Edmonton was I don't know. It had a broadness about it that should, and I mean, I, I don't want to pick apart my my hometown, but yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, Edmonton is still like a tiny little blip on the map <laughs> compared to like everything else. So, anyways, uh, you guys are heading out on tour then soon mm-hmm. in support of. Uh, I I don't even think we've said the name of the record yet. It's the right. mean, the mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are there places that you particularly like look forward to going when you guys are out on tour? Um, yeah, like I mean, uh, I love I love going west. That's kind of um, not purely uh, like uh, geography based. Like we have a lot of friends that um, that have moved that way. Um, Toronto and Montreal, we have had like friends that have moved out there over the years and like it's always nice to go visit them but it's just it's so f- it's just far and we've always just driven there so it's it's uh yeah it's you know there are some real uh, geographic challenges to yes, that yeah. yeah no i love i love being over there but uh just i mean purely based on the fact that it's you know um a third of the distance to go to the island right. um or Vancouver, like the Vancouver area, um, you know, uh, that would be the only reason I would pick some over over there. Maybe you guys are going out east this time too, right? Like you do yeah. have some dates out there. Yeah, actually, like primarily, I think we feel like we're not. I feel like um, west. We might try to do a little bit more in the summer, um, potentially early fall. So okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're super organized. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, so the release show then is a part of that tour, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's tied in with the um, yeah, with the tour. Okay, at CKUA. That's right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, who's that show with? Even. Um, I I believe it's with uh, Mike Adele. Uh, okay. I think he's I think he's playing with us. I think. Um. Yeah, I, I believe he's playing with us. That's yeah. I, I, I can't. Does, I can't remember if the po- the poster just says with guests or with. That's that's really terrible that I don't know that. It's a I, great poster. It's a, thank you. We didn't make it, but we <laughs> someone um, someone we know made it. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad saying thank you when I didn't make it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then, I mean, uh, it's been three years since you guys put out your last record, right? Um, do you feel like there's been like, uh, like you are in a significantly different place? Um, no, not really at all. Like, I feel like, um, as far as like, um, as a band, it doesn't feel like, like anything's really shifted. Like we're, um... Yeah, it, that feels the same. Um, yeah, we're going to be working on like another like EP. Oh, okay. Uh, we're uh, 
on the tour down east, uh, we're going to be recording with Marcus again. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, we're going to do another, um, yeah, another four songs with him, and uh, yeah, he's, see how that goes. He's in Montreal, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there? Does he like record out of his own studio, or does he? Yeah, he has like a he has a great um, he has a great little home studio. I think I think he he would do pretty much everything out of there. Um, I'm not sure if we 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 might rent a room to do drums for sure. But um, but his yeah his home studio is pretty great. Gotcha. I take I take it then. It seems like you enjoyed working with him a lot. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. He was yeah top notch. I mean, yeah. He's a uh, He's an accomplished producer, like for a reason. He's for you sure. know super efficient, uh, great communicator, and like his like sonic um, capabilities with like his tools are, are uh, really powerful. I think for sure to apply to a song or whatever. Yeah, I will say, holy man, I was listening to that record a few more times today. Like, sounds great. Sounds really good. <laughs> Thanks so much, dude. Thank you. Uh, on that note, you want to move on uh, to the old second half of things? The rapid for sure, fire? for sure. Yeah, sorry, dude. I didn't. I, th- oh. I thought we were ending the inter- interview. So here I'm like, oh, I just blew, blew it oh, by no. going off. About- <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no, no, I'm just going. Going to uh, part two. Yeah. Right uh, tea or coffee? Uh, coffee, for sure. I'm a, I'm a heavy addict. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get, like, jittery or anything? Oh, I do, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, cake or pie? Ooh. Um, pie for sure. Pumpkin pie. Okay. Nothing, do, you, yeah. do, do you come from like a, a pie family? Mm, no, I think my mom, my mom's like, she's a cake lady. So she does, <laughs> she does cakes. Um, she, she does, she's done the odd pie, but it definitely, yeah. she's a cake lady. I always associate pie really strongly with like, yeah, like Thanksgiving gatherings yeah. or Christmas or whatever. Like it's like a family baked thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last thing you ate. Oh, what was it? Um, uh, chili. Okay. Made by my wonderful girlfriend, Tina. She, it was vegan chili and then we added ground beef. <laughs> <laughs> we ate it as vegan chili and then added ground beef hilariously. <laughs> uh, favorite pit stop on tour? I should have it. Oh, Red Deer for sure. Red Deer's the greatest. What's, what's Gasolina, in Gasoline Alley is oh, yeah. the best. That's yeah. like, you don't need a break more anywhere else. I guess Peter's and Donut Mill are like, those are the things I think of immediately. For sure. Yeah, those, are the, those, are, those have been around forever there. Um, no, I hate to say we're like, We've slowly, we've like slowly evolved into like a grocery store band. Uh, so we were like coffee and then like, we'll maybe grab something from the gas station, but we, we, we try to hit grocery stores. <laughs> I guess it, I it, it makes you feel like less shitty is sitting yes. in a van when you have not like just eaten like a yeah. ton of McDonald's or something. Totally. That's, that is the... That's purely the reason we do the grocery stories for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, radio or podcasts? Podcasts for sure. I'm also a, an addict there. <laughs> I, Does that go for the whole band too? Like, do you guys do that in, in the van? No, no. I, I like, we, we, we've done, we've done the audiobook thing before. 
Um, we've done like a podcast here or there, but nothing's really caught. Um, yeah, and I'm like, I'm a sports podcast guy too, so that's terrible. Yeah, you know, nobody, oh, okay. else, nobody would, nobody else would go for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, first car you ever had? A uh, '92 Corolla, and it was my favorite car to this day. <laughs> what was what was special about the '92 Corolla? Oh, the lines—it's just like so nice and square. <laughs> it's a gorgeous. Like I, I'm very passionate about the design of those vehicles. Were those the like the really square ones? Yeah, they, they started to like '91, '92. I think, it, yeah, mine was '92. They started to like kind of get a little more curvy, like the. Late 80s are like the racy ones that uh, okay. were super yeah, square, yeah. but people like made fast and did that. I'm, I'm not a car guy. <laughs> My, mine was after like the fast Corollas. Like yeah, it, was yeah. a, it was a four cylinder family vehicle. <laughs> yeah, anyways. God, I remember driving, um, this is a tangent. Too, but I remember I driving with my family in like 2001 to mm-hmm. Montreal in yeah. a Corolla. Amazing. That did not have air conditioning yes. in the middle of the summer. <laughs> Fucking, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Mine did not have AC either. I, I feel your pain. Yeah. 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 Uh, weirdest job you've ever had? Oof. Jeez. Um, I don't know, probably like dishwasher at a golf course. It's like a yeah. I don't know. What's uh, I guess what's weird about it? Um, I think the weirdest thing. Oh, this might no. This would never get back to anybody. But the weirdest <laughs> thing was we got to like uh, when the golf cor- course was all closed. And it was a private course. There was like nobody in there. It was right. out in the country, and we'd like get to like drive the garbage uh, out to like a dumpster that was like kilometer away or two kilometers away from the, the place yeah and uh, this isn't really weird but we we just like yeah we would just like rip around the of course <laughs> um anyways i don't know if that's weird but yeah weird all my other jobs were pretty normal so that's that's kind of had to had to take the cake <laughs> yeah i get th- i think there is something too that's just weird about like uh i volunteered at the casino at west ed at yeah. one point something weird about being around like a lot of money all right, the time because right. it's like I don't know there's like dudes cashing in like $14,000 in like chips yeah and it's like that is weird that is seeing that much of a transaction in like a very um it's like casual amoebic right? kind of way yeah. or, not that it's amoebic it's it's pretty finite when they're trading but <laughs> anyways uh, if you could open for any band, who would you open for? Oh, I couldn't say anybody but the National. I'm like a, I'm a big fan of theirs. They're, yeah. Oh yeah, Marcus I, did them too, right? Or yeah. did some work for them? Yeah, he he um, he was uh, one of the producers on Trouble Find Me on that record. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, he was involved with that one, and yeah, another reason why we were just like just thrilled when we got you know got the opportunity to work with him for sure yeah they're nationals here this summer right yes i'm not crazy yeah yeah no yeah i'm yeah you should go there (laughs) yeah it's gonna be great yeah uh kind of related i guess if you could put together a fantasy show like a lineup of any band and give yourself a ticket to it jeepers okay that's a really good one um 
I kind of was thinking about this a little bit because I figured he's he might ask me about people I like and this <laughs> so I'd go with like Feist headlining because I'm embarrassed that I'm a Canadian and I've never seen her play um, and I would go with like Phoebe Bridgers and uh, Henry Jameson to open oh okay two. yeah uh, God, I've seen uh, Phoebe Bridgers, like her name, yep. just everywhere. I still haven't. She's, she's take, yeah, she's been taken off for a lot of years, but she's really, yeah, she's, um, she's doing really well. She just put out a great song called Garden Song as well, and it's like through the roof good. Gotcha. What kind of yeah. stuff is it like? Um, it's like sad rock kind of, but it's like, um, not sad rock. She's she sounds kind of sad most of the time. That might be a, a, like an over, like maybe it's too much of a generalization, but um, she collaborates with Connor Oberst from oh, okay. Bright Eyes. So it's like they sing in a similar way, kind of, gotcha. I would say. Oh, okay, um, that makes sense. Yeah. But great, great production, great voice, um, great songs. It's like just in that kind of package. Uh, favorite month of the year? Um, I got to say June. It's just like my birthday. It's like in the summer. I don't know. I feel like everybody, because too, when I was throwing these questions together, it's like, what's my favorite? Oh, October. Yeah. It's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Maybe that's a selfish take, but that's my take. <laughs> it's also summer. Yeah. Can't yeah. Complain. Yeah. Uh, candy or chips? Oof. Chips for sure. Yeah, chips guy. I don't think anybody said candy since I really? started doing that. What, what? If you said chocolate or chips, I would have a harder time to say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, edit that for next time. <laughs> what, uh, what, what kind of <laughs> chips do you like? I like... Uh, I really like just like that, that kettle brand or whatever, like the way that they... Oh, yeah bake them or fry them or whatever they do. Yeah, the really loud ones? They're super loud. <laughs> they could probably break your tooth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, now that's a chip, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, video games or board games or sports? Oh, geez. I have to choose between the second two. Oh, man. I'm not a big sports guy. I love basketball. Okay. I would probably take basketball over board games, but I'm also kind of obsessed with like a one board game. Uh, what board game? I, fuck right. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's called Carcassonne. Oh, uh, like okay. A, yeah. It's like just a super basic like dorky game. I'm, I'm loosely... I'm, <laughs> it's not I'm, that dorky. I'm a big but board game But it's super dorky. Uh, <laughs> what is... Is it like a Catan kind of thing or like... Yeah, like, it's like if you could... If you could take all the bad stuff out of Catan and put it into <laughs> another... and And put that out of the game and then make a good game of what was remaining in Catan. I'm just <laughs> I love Catan as well. Uh, but Carcassonne is shorter. It's about half the time. Oh, okay. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. And you never, the one thing, one big selling feature for the game is you never feel that you're like completely out of it. I feel like right. settlers, there's like two people out of the whoever's playing that like by halfway are like, okay, there's there's no chance for me now. Right. Um, Carcassonne, you never really have that. You kind of feel like you're in it till the end, which is cool. Yeah. Carcassonne, <laughs> available. C-A-R-C-O. I have no idea where. <laughs> C-O. Are, are you a Raptors guy then, I would guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know that anybody 
likes basketball in Canada and doesn't yeah. just cheer for the Raptors. For sure, for sure. No, the go Raps for sure. I'm, I'm a yeah, big fan. Uh, is there an album that spurred your love of music? Oh, that's a that's a big question. Um, yeah, um, it's probably like going all the way back to like my my like church roots. Like I listened to uh, a lot of like Christian rock, like getting, oh, okay. getting yeah, into yeah. music. Um, like I think it was a record by Stephen Curtis Chapman. Anyways, all the the the, the three churchgoers out there that are listening to this <laughs> might know who that is. Um, sorry, that was presumptuous. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways, I think the record was called Speechless, maybe. Oh, okay. And I feel like that was like the first time that I like heard a song that I like needed to hear over and over again. Right. And I just like, oh, it didn't, like it was, that was more of a song maybe, but I then in turn listened to the record probably. Yeah, yeah. And how, how old were you, you think? Whew, maybe like... Maybe like nine or ten, maybe. Oh, okay. Know, something like that. Old enough that I like. Ha- I feel like I had my own cassette, like thing, but it might. It wasn't the Fisher Price one though. It was one of those like <laughs> ones with the microphone on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was just past that point. It's funny too, because like, yeah, when I think of that, for me, it's that I remember like uh, taking my brother's iPod and listening to stuff. Crazy. And everybody, I think, too, comes at it from a slightly different era, yeah. where like. Yeah, I talked to people my age even who were like, yeah, I had this CD and I had yeah. like Walkman and that's what I listened to. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I definitely had like, went through like one or two of those like Sony Walkmans, like oh, the yeah. handle and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those things were great. Like you could throw them at a wall. They'd still, your tape would still be turning. Yeah, still going. So did you, sorry, were you, so man, this makes me feel really old. Were you, did, were you, um, were iPods like already fully, fully like kind of in swing when you started getting? Excited? Uh, I wonder. My brother had like this was when I was in like grade five or six. I'd mm. taken my brother's iPod. He had an iPod Nano. Yeah, that was like the silver long one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, I guess that would have been yeah, like two thousand six ish. Yeah, yeah, and that was like this maybe the second ish thing because they had like the. I had a mini, like the oh, one yeah. before, that was like a silver, it was like a chubby version of that one. Yeah, that yeah. was like, sh- yeah, it was essentially just like larger um, and probably held less songs. I have no idea. But your man. 20 favorite songs. Um. Uh, oh, no, it was, no, it was good. Like the iPods always, they, they, I feel like they always started like, they must have been like 500 plus. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like that was the smallest. It was maybe five. Anyways. Well, because I remember that being like such a big deal too. Yeah. When oh, yeah, it was they, like, oh, you, could, you couldn't take all the music you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, well, that's massive. Yeah. Yeah. And seems, yeah, like really quaint now. <laughs> no, for sure. It's, it's not even really a thing anymore. Like people have what, like over 100 gigs on their phone. Like I have no idea what people yeah, yeah. have on phones these days, but it's like a lot. Well, too, and you don't like, you don't even need it. It's no. Streaming. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. No one's actually save, you know, storing anything on there. Wild. Uh, if you could get lunch with anybody, let's say living or dead, just kind of have a chat. 
Maybe like Daniel Lanois or something. I feel like <laughs> I just like I could just listen to like a sound bite of him like all day, and I would just it would probably just like keep me oh yeah relaxed yeah. Um, but I also think he's just super insightful, and and I I love hearing him speak about like music for sure. So I would probably just like try to ask him a, a million questions. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, Paul's a big uh, Daniel Lanois oh, fan. Oh, I'm sure. Huge. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, into him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's. <laughs> He's the yeah, he's the best. Oh yeah, and Paul went to school over there, so that makes sense. He's I think I think he's French Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he's from Montreal. The name maybe I he's mean, from Ottawa or something. He's somewhere in that somewhere neck of the woods. There, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very last question then on the rapid fire half. Uh, yeah, do you have any uh, local recommendations, bands you like a lot in Edmonton that you want to kind of shout out? Yeah. Um, like Dean's music is just like my favorite. Um, he knows that. Dean um, Karufi, I want to say oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That is how you say his last name. Yeah, I've, I bought a mixer I've from known him, him like two ye- weeks ago. <laughs> I've known him for years and years, and I've always been scared to ask him how to pronounce his last name. And I feel like <laughs> I just never hear people say it. People just say Dean. So, anyways, he, uh, yeah, he's just a great front man. Like watching him perform. Uh, it's just yeah, it's magical. He's 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 really something. Yeah, I keep meaning um, to get him in here because I've talked to a bunch of people for yeah. whom Dean is their bass player. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he's uh, a hard working like he's he's also like a hired gun that way for too. Sure. Like yeah, he's yeah. just yeah. I feel like people know he's like yeah, he's the man on bass and and <laughs> is yeah. I love his his uh, his gusto as a front man is great. Very envious. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've embarrassed myself enough. Yeah. Just, if you have enough, I'm. I feel great. Oh, we got lots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very last. Uh, very last thing. Then uh, we would <clears throat> normally play a track off of uh, the new record. Is there a cool. particular song that you want to throw a spotlight on? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think we'll probably play uh, Middle of the Morning. Okay. Um, it's, yeah. It's like number eight or something. Uh, okay. I think. You, yeah. You want to say anything about <laughs> it at all? Um, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a song about, uh, it's about friendship and just like, you know, expressing the, the desire to like kind of be there for somebody. For sure. Like just um, on a super like basic level. Perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, let's take a listen to Middle of the Morning. Steve, thanks very much for coming in. Appreciate it. Nice chatting with you. Thanks for having me. I hope you know what I need you. 
and Cakes Presents is produced by Sean Newton. The featured track was played with permission from Nature Of. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is one of the many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website, cupsandcakespod.com, to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.